I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot, and this is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise, the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it? Uh, the party? Pre my dad's death? Oh, it was great. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. The family is truly desperate, and when people get desperate, the knives come out. It's the Boyle and Ross Podcast, episode 105. I'm Nick Rojas, he's Nick Boyle. What did we just see? We just saw... The original, which is rare to come by, Knives Out. We saw Knives Out. Uh, Rojas, you're always good at this, so why don't you take away what the synopsis is? Knives Out takes place in a modern-day setting at a house that is owned and lived in by 85-year-old publishing, uh, should we say, star writer. Um, His name was something something, uh, and he is a found dead his throat slit and a few Harlem Harlan Thrombley is found dead and while it is ruled a suicide there's some foul play suspected (laughs) and it is up to detective and private investigator Benoit Blanc to find out what happened at the house perfect you nailed it once again so yeah so this is a murder mystery directed by Ryan Johnson straight up written and directed by Ryan Johnson it is a, uh, boy, we don't get enough of these murder mysteries, and this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun, truthfully. And um, I just, you know, we love these because you get to guess the whole time and yeah. try to figure out what is, like what's going on. Five minutes in, we're like, ooh, it's going to be that. Ooh, like, ooh, what's that? Foreshadowing? He's going to be James Bond yeah. the whole time. And this is a James Bond movie. <laughs> this is Bond 25. Yeah, that would be incredible. That would be wonderful. Dude, and then Rami Malek showed up. Showed up. <laughs> I'd be like, no, boo. There's a lot. Of, this is a great cast. Yeah. Uh, I know, dude. They like, have, they have, yeah. They, I mean, like the top four is like unreal. You have Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Michael Shannon, Tony Collette is like the seventh or eighth build person. Lakeith Stanfield, Christopher Plummer, Catherine Langford, Jin Martell, Ricky Lindholm Jeff. from It, yeah, and one. Edie Patterson, Frank Oz is in this. I mean, <clears throat> you look at the cast, and there's so many distinct people and faces in this movie of people. Of, of things you you know them from, you're like, oh, that person, that person, that person. It's like almost everyone is overqualified to be in this movie. And they, this movie does an excellent job of balancing everybody's great acting abilities and skills and everything. And it's just... And their roles. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, no one outpowered each other and everyone was almost put in, like, even the more... I wouldn't say somebody's more popular than others because all of them are big faces. And when you have a movie that has big faces like this, like, what do we just count off? Eight to ten big faces? I mean, it's incredible to then see how they were all so balanced. And nobody was too thrown in your face besides, honestly, not that she's up and coming, but Ana de Armas. Like, I I felt like our focus was on her which it should be and the other characters didn't take away from her which i can appreciate in the directing right so this movie um 
like I mentioned, the plot before, this is a, a murder mystery, so right off the bat, you know, like, they're the, it's not giving it away. There's been a murder, and they have to figure out why Christopher, how Christopher Plummer died. Um, this movie, what I really liked is there are so many things that you think are going to be the reveal that happened way earlier in the movie. You're like, wait a minute, so what? This movie kind of like turns into like, okay, wait a minute, this isn't a. They fully is, reveal. They fully reveal like something huge about the whole movie, and you're like, oh. Twenty minutes in or twenty five minutes in or yeah, minutes, and, and I you're was, like, wait, I was you're like, wait a minute, yeah, you're like, wait a minute, what, what's the mystery now? Like, what's gonna happen? And then it's not until much later on that you're like, because you, you think like, oh, it's gonna be this kind of movie now, and then it's this kind of movie like a cat and mouse for movie a for a little time, bit, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, it's a, a murder mystery again, and yep. just. So the way this movie was structured, I really was a fan of. Again, I want to say this too, Boyle. They had fun with this movie without being too quirky or zany. In the way of their characters? Like, people were making, like, quippy one-liner jokes just to make the quippy one-liner. They were only doing it if it made sense. They weren't doing it like, oh, I'm the zany guy. I gotta... No one's, like, too out there. Michael Shannon's character's not too, like... Tony Collette's character's not too... Well, you know, like, too earthy, grown and crunchy. Everyone's, like kind of just a character but not too much but now you see where Tony Collette's character becomes in hereditary <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> what she's getting away from her family that's it that's not even her family no I know but oh, but man. I completely agree with you in that in that fact that um yeah you said that perfectly I, I can't really add to it much more I yeah there's not that anyone's character is over the top da- you know Daniel Craig's character at, at times I felt was it his accent or like what was it that was just like I wasn't sure about and I was like you know he was like a full of himself detective but he wasn't sure of himself detective and he kind of got like everything wrong the whole time it reminded me of Steve Martin's The Pink Panther yeah you know it was just such an interesting character and but you're right all the one-liners and puns and jokes were like light-hearted during the movie that made you laugh out loud and it was just like ah oh, thanks for that comedic relief like yeah. in this like almost suspense thriller you I mean, know daniel craig we know he can be this kind of quirky southerner based off logan lucky yes which he was great in. yes and this was uh no, to me no which different that character made no sense in massachusetts <laughs> yeah like that, i guess he's world renowned because he's in that new yorker okay so i guess right. that's the only I way that's that the only way they connected that's it. the only way he's there like that's got to be the only reason why um he was awesome in this movie as yeah. a detective i mean he just looked like a private in- investigator yep. Which is awesome. He's got that southern accent. Now, Ryan Johnson said when he wrote the character, he was, like, looking for something that would make him, like, quirky, like your typical, like, detectives. Kind of like a Detective Clouseau, like, oh, like, do I give him an eye patch or do I give him, like, a tick or, like, a, you know, he's always, he's always got to, like, constantly clean his... Th- and they, they said ultimately, like, he just kind of scrapped it and didn't want to make him too weird or oh. too out there to kind of, like, pull him in So it had a nothing bit. to do with the coin? No, I thought that was going to be a thing, but, like, I guess, again, I guess those are, like, small things instead true. of bigger take up the whole movie okay. kind of things. I see what you're saying. I really, so his character I thought was was really good. I really like how this movie, Boyle, even though it's in an old-timey house and it's a murder mystery and you're thinking like old-timey, like 1800s, like there's been a murder. Yeah, and their it, dress it was the same way too. Yes. Their attire. Yeah, except yet Walter has an Apple Watch and they're all on iPhones. <laughs> and they're talking and about Google. They're talking about Googling stuff. And I know. And like tweeting and like they're making jokes to That's Baby like, Driver, which came out two oh, years that ago. that was great. I yep. kind of gave that, I mean... That's, That's right. right. It's not a big spoiler that no, giveaway, but it's a good line. But I thought it was doing a really good job of blending a traditional movie style with modern stuff. I totally agree with you, and I think that that's a very interesting thing because it almost, when you were feeling so into the plot that it felt that old murder mystery style, like almost like Murder on the Orient Express sort of style, and then all of a sudden it just like, like you said, it was like, 
did you just Google that? And you're like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. We're yeah. still in the modern set, you know, or when you see like the Massachusetts, like, ta- um, state, state, police. state, state police, you know, car, vehicle, vehicle thank you. all of us around here know what that looks we like. We just right? like laughed and we're like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. so, um, but even the ending when they're giving credits to everyone, you know, normal credits to the act- actors and actresses, like I appreciated, not really a spoiler, but, um, the paintings, like, uh, like of the actor, like that's such a fun little touch. Old, old, it's a fun little touch, but old, old style. Like I just, I liked that. And there is a clue reference in the movie, and I won't give it away. But I there's, was gonna a, say, yeah, yeah. I was totally. like, that is funny because I think a lot of people who've played that board game, which is ubiquitous. I mean, Love everyone's it. played it. You gotta play you, it. You get a little bit of a feeling for it. Um, I guess one more thing I want to talk about is the setting. It kind of builds off what we were talking about. Okay. The house is so cool with how much stuff is in that house, and you almost feel like you like. Because we obviously spend a lot of time in this house in this movie. It's so cool. It is. The art that they chose for it was very smartly picked. If you paid attention throughout to, like, a lot of the faces and things that were going on were definitely, like, ideals and themes going on in the family as well. Like, you know, when they were all after each other to, like, figure out who did this and what's going on. And, like, they just showed, like, a puppet's head just dangling on a last... Like, it was, like, that sort of stuff. There were so many interesting things about this house that was so not modern and i think that's what we were talking about like it pulls you away from modern and then you get sucked right back in from something going on so um yeah what yeah yeah it's a good point i really like the setting um look uh this is the point where i guess before we get into (coughs) our ratings and uh whether i should see this or not i guess what the only negative i really have in it is that maybe just a little bit too long in that kind of like in the middle parts they could have taken maybe one or two scenes out yeah um definitely the yeah i think you could definitely have gotten this it's, it was two hours and 10 minutes i think you could have gotten it under two one hour 50 yeah. i think they could have made that happen there's a certain point where you're kind of like okay like all right like uh, you know just well, a little bit especially I, I, after, I never felt bored no but especially after when the whole be- you know like we said the first 20 minutes a huge piece of the puzzle is already solved and you're like where's this movie going i think that middle part that we said oh this is where it's gonna go now it's so hard to do this review without giving things away but you know of where it was gonna go next and you're just like okay but like where is this gonna happen and then it took a huge spin and you're like oh okay cool i'm into this now you know it was um right. very rewarding at the end but you definitely felt like you had to wait a little while to get there right so. yeah um all right Boyle. But what about rewatchable okay so Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. This is a... Because you know what happens. You know what's going on. So now think about seeing this again, you know, and that's what I love about movies like this, though, in the same sense as that first initial watch and you're so into it and it's like everything's a reveal and everything's new, you know, kind of with like with, I hate to say it, but like Avengers Endgame and stuff too, like that sort of like everything was new. You didn't know what was going to happen next. It was a huge piece to the puzzle and it was like... But then you after you see it, like, all right, now I know what's gonna happen. And especially in a murder mystery movie like this, where you know the ending, yes. what happens to your thoughts on the movie now? I guess the one thing I can say is that maybe now you know what to look for throughout the movie. Yeah. So you're kind of like, oh, that's like a little something that they give away later in the movie. That's interesting. That's like, good point. That'd be the one thing. Um, this is would be I would say, um, you can wait till this comes to streaming. Uh, I don't think the internet's gonna spoil this movie in particular. I think you can wait till this movie is streaming and uh, in a few months. Um, I think, though, if you were with your family for the holidays and you're looking for a safe movie to see with everyone in the family, boy, I think this is a pretty... Uh, save for, like, one or two jokes, I think this is a movie that you can see with the entire family. I really... Yeah, there was nothing inappropriate or bad about this movie, truthfully. Like, 
I, I mean, literally from teenage up, anyone could watch this movie. What was the rating? R, right? No. Yeah. Was it PG-13? Oh, it had one. Yeah, it had one F word in it. I think actually. Well, yeah, it was PG-13. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, Which is interesting. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of days now when we see a PG-13 movie, you just feel like you see a movie that pulls punches, and you're like, ah, oh, this movie isn't as good as if it was R. But no. Yeah, and this movie didn't need to be R. No, I don't. Again, like just as in the interest of, I feel like we get in a role where Boyle and I are like, you gotta see this in theaters. Gotta see this in theaters. This is a rare one where we'll say like, we recommend this movie a lot, but you don't need to see this in theaters. I don't think. Being not now, I will say this though: if you're gonna watch it, pay attention the whole time. Don't be someone watching us at home and checking your phone, or you know what I mean. You're gonna miss stuff. Uh, Boyle, what is your rating on the Fisher scale? Which shout out to Dan Fisher, who I did see at Cortica last month. I saw him in the stands. I wasn't able to catch what? catch up to him. I wanted to get him for a picture for like, wow, the Fisher scale in person. But I I saw him at Cortica. I didn't get a chance to say hi to him. Boyle, what do you I give this one at ten? You did? Yeah. All right, I give this one eight out of ten kernels on the Fisher scale. Just a just a really really good movie. I really like this movie. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, definitely an eight out of ten. I was leaning towards eight and a half, but I'm gonna keep the eight. I think because of the uh, longevity of this movie. I just think that it was enjoyable. Maybe even a seven and a half, but I really enjoyed it in the moment. So I'd stick with the eight, right in the middle of both those scores. Um, movie had everything you needed, everything you wanted, yeah. and I was. Um, I was surprised during it. Coming into it, I was excited. Um, just like like we talked about the genre of the movie in general. Uh, you don't really get a lot of good movies of, like uh, murder mysteries like this anymore. So it was a fun relief uh, going into, I guess, Oscar season now pretty much. We're about to hit it. so Which yeah. we already hit a little bit of it. So. Right. We're about to see like probably a lot of serious movies that's going to yeah. require you to just like focus on the acting and the stuff like this yeah. one was just like fun like just enjoying like i'm not yeah. stressed out during the movie exactly so uh before we go into the christmas movie that we all watched on disney plus because again boyle and i are going to get into more streaming movies that we're going to see do you want to quickly let's send it over to the ladies in the front seat what they thought about knives out let's uh start with jules coco uh i agree with you guys it was definitely an eight out of ten uh great movie <laughs> I'm not sure I have much more else to add. I think you covered pretty much. What was your favorite part about it? I think I liked like the suspense in it. I mean, it was kind of predictable in a sense where it's one of those movies where it's a mystery, but you kind of know what's going to happen next. But what I had initially predicted in my mind isn't what actually had happened next. So it was, yeah. I this think is with big things with Jules Coco, we always talk about the keep your attention thing. I feel like this is a movie that it never really kind of like lost our attention or our, we felt like we cared about this movie the entire movie that's correct <laughs> nice Michaela uh, Michaela not feeling so well she's uh making a signal right now that she thought this movie was a two out of ten she wished she could choke on a de armas and that her least favorite part of the movie was the dogs Wow. and that she needs a knee surgery yeah, I think we'll that's what I got from that. Wow, thank you, Michaela. Wow. No, Michaela, I think you gave it a high score as well. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Thank you, Michaela, for sharing. Uh, now Boyle and I saw Disney Plus movie, <laughs> original content. Again, we're getting we're going to have at least one streaming pick for you uh, when we do these episodes. We saw Noel, Boyle. We did. We did. Um, I give this movie, uh, no. All right, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it my rating right off the rip. Uh, 3 out of 10 on the Fisher scale. Woo! Uh, Boyle. Make your what you gave this movie and make your case before I kind of make my case. Um, okay. I think maybe you misunderstood me in our text, like when I said this is a good movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> my thought was just like, I don't know, I went into this with no expectations because we were literally told 
it was going to be awful. Um, and I didn't think it was – I all right, I'll come right off the bat. Five out of ten um, on the Fisher scale only because I just felt that it was okay and it wasn't terrible. I would maybe go four. Um, yeah, maybe I will go down to a four. Four out of ten. I'm going to stick with the four out of ten. Um, just like I thought it was a good movie – and enjoyable in the moment. It wasn't as hilarious as I hoped it would have been, especially with somebody like Bill Hader in it. But I did feel that like I enjoyed it watching it, but I wouldn't watch it again. So it was one of those like weird toss up movies. And I had to like, you know, when we were watching it, just be like, well, it is a kid's movie, but there wasn't really substance there. I was, you know, but there is nice messages there for kids. And, um, and it was just like, okay, I watched a movie, but whatever. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be too hard on it and I wasn't trying to say it was something fantastic. And I enjoy both of those, both the actor and actresses, you know, Anna Kendrick, I thought she just did perfect as that, you know, the little dutsy sister. I mean, she ditzy, I should say, um, sister. And, uh, why was this made? I don't know. Um, who was this made for? I don't really think I can answer that one either. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it was made for kids. I don't know who, but again, exactly. I guess like it was my thing is it's like you could see with parts what they were trying to do, but it was just like, who's your audience? And I couldn't figure that out. But again, when I watched it, I've seen worse movies. So to me, I couldn't go lower than a four out of ten. Okay. Uh, that is a very fair argument, Boyle. Yeah. I understand exactly what you're going okay. for. This movie did not, while I give it a 3 out of 10, this movie did not approach my 2 or lower rating scale where I actually feel insulted that it wasted my time that I will never get back on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a precious amount of time on this earth. However, I will say this. I, I felt more offended for, it's the, the 3 to 5 range, which is I feel offended for the what they did to the actors in this movie. Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader are stars, and I felt like they gave them like they're normally like race car drivers, and they gave them keys to like a Vespa, and they're like, wow. they're like, here you go, you're gonna top out at 30 miles an hour on this one. Bill Hader is just saying lines in this movie, like he's just saying lines. He's not being funny or doing anything interesting. It's just, I'm just a guy. This could have been any guy. You could have hired any guy. I could have said these lines and would have had the same impact. So what I equate this movie to, and I just thought of it as you're saying it. This movie is a screensaver for your television while you're making holiday cookies and have a holiday sweater on. And you're not caring exactly at all oh about God, what the movie is. Totally. But it's just Christmas is on TV and you're just like, oh, it's Christmas. I see Santa. I see, well, I can't even really say you see snow that much because it's in Phoenix. Like, why <laughs> Phoenix of all places? Uh, it's just, it's like just a movie that's like, and now this happens. And now this happens. Yeah. And now this happens. And it's just, it didn't quite, I didn't quite feel connected to it. I, with the amount of adults in this movie, I guess it's supposed to be a, uh, kind of a somewhat adult Christmas movie, but again, like this is a movie that like they were like Disney Plus. They were like, we're not gonna put that money into it, much money into it because it, it seemed very cheaply made. And it's like, look, this is just gonna be on people's laptops or TVs in their dorm rooms, or again while they're making cookies and they're talking and texting on their phone for like half the movie. And they're like afterwards, like, oh yeah, it was cute. Like, oh yeah, it was a cute movie. Yeah, I like Jules Coco. Like, if we didn't pay attention to this movie at all, Renee would definitely be like, oh yeah, the movie was fine. You know what I mean? Like that's just the kind of movie it was. A three out of ten. So Jules Coco actually. Two out of ten. So Jules Coco rated it worse than me. Jules Coco, go off, Queen. <laughs> I thought it was garbage. It made no. It didn't make any sense to me. I just. I didn't get the point of it. 
I didn't think it was targeted for kids at all. I didn't think it was targeted for adults at all. It, it just was, honestly, I just felt like they said, oh, let's put something together. This is our idea. And then that was it. Boom. And the acting in it was totally off. Like, you made a good point. Like, who they chose as, like, actors and actresses, they could have done way more with th- those people as characters. It almost might have benefited to have nobodies do it to make a career out of someone. Yeah, yeah like Billy. a Hallmark movie, almost like a Hallmark yeah. movie. <laughs> well, that's what it felt like. It felt like a Disney, I guess that's a good way of putting it, like yeah. a Disney plus Hallmark movie. Like it was just absolute, yeah, anyone could have done that. Especially that's, yeah. when you consider that when people get Disney plus where they they were going to watch whatever Disney was going to give them for original. They could have made, they could have made. <laughs> I literally looked at the poster, like the, the picture, and was like, Oh, so she's going to become Santa Claus? Like, you know, like you knew. Yeah. Like, it was like immediately. Yeah, like, oh, got Noel. That. And Bill Hader's going to not want the job. Like, you could literally, you could, that should yeah, be a got, game. He's you got, should show that picture to people uh, and see what, do what, what do you think this movie's about. And he, I bet everyone will nail it. Because he's making that face, and again, this podcast, he's making that face like, uh-oh. And she's yeah. kind of <laughs> making the face that's like, whoa, what's here? And it's like, <laughs> that's it. That's the whole All movie. All they needed was a candy cane. I didn't need to see the movie. I And an iPad. Oh my god, how many iPad jokes? And Jolly. Jolly and an iPad. You just have to be Jolly and give an iPad and you can be Santa there. How many iPad jokes were there? Dude, I'm not kidding you. I think they said it 20 times. Dude, I, it, almost this movie belonged more on like Apple TV's new True. thing. Apple Plus TV. That's a good point. Than Disney Plus. That's a great point. It would have been, I would have been more acceptable with them saying and a Disney Plus subscription for now, Christmas. Now wait, what if Baby Yoda showed up? Back up to like a six <laughs> What if he was the flying reindeer? Oh my! Yeah, exactly. Like, oh man, that movie yeah, was, that just, was just that movie was neither here nor there. Like I understand what you're saying. Reindeer that couldn't fly, and then all of a sudden it flew to her miles away. <laughs> like it was just like, yeah, what? Yeah, like how'd you get I to know. Phoenix? But it's still, I guess, like for families, it's again, you said it right. It's harmless. It's perfect. It's a Christmas morning. Throw it on while you're opening gifts because nobody's paying attention. Like you know what it reminds me of is. At the Kellners, when they cook in their kitchen, they have a little tiny yes. TV in the corner. Shout out to the Kellners. Shout out to the Kellners. Great dinners, great people, good times. Great times. So, but... We're doing while- an ad for a restaurant there? <laughs> Come you on hear down. your family, the yeah, Kellners. We- <laughs> but when you're... Literally, like, they'll have it on in the corner, and it's like, that's totally what it is. No one's really watching that TV. You might glance over at it, but for the most part... And you could look, glance over, and I bet you'd still know what the movie was about. Yeah, you know what the movie was about? Yeah, so that's why it's just like, it just like barely functions as a movie. So, three out of ten, you give it a four, you yep. think. Um, well, yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, Boyle? Did you watch this? I watched the first 20 minutes of it. I got to tell you, man, I, I, yeah, I saw Claws. Boyle, you, I don't want to finish it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Claws was really good. Was it good? Do I, should I finish it? Yeah. Sell me on why I should Sh- finish it. Um, okay, so you're right. Klaus, because it's not about Santa Claus. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, um, Michaela. What's the nativity thing we go to? Please help me. Lasalette. It was a. It was like the folk tale, like of a man who started doing things for a good reason, and it all started with a letter. And it was just like, honestly, it was really cool and why kids send letters to Santa Claus in a way, but like. How, where that spirit first started in somebody, and it was this guy Klaus, and it was just, it, honestly, it is pretty good. But if you oh. only got twenty, like I would almost rewatch it when you're in a yeah. good spot, like from beginning, because 
what you see in the beginning will help a little bit. I feel like, and if you weren't all into it, give it a give it a give it a shot. Okay. I, right. So I did the animation style I thought was really cool. It was different, yeah, and it kind of grew on me because I didn't like it at first, and I didn't like. I will say I didn't like the character. I honestly don't even know who played that main character, but I didn't feel like the voice fit him. Scroll, Whoever scroll Jesper down, was. Scroll down. Um, Jesper was Jason Schwartzman, actually. Oh, we like him. I know, but it just, it was, his character was, yeah, it just, it almost didn't fit. Um, I don't know why the weather channel just popped up, but, um. Uh, yeah, the new, uh, letterboxed ads, uh. That's annoying. I mean, hey, we, if we want to pony up for it. I know, right? Become but, a patron. like, J.K. Simmons, okay, I guess was in it. I, I'll be honest, I didn't know any of those people were the voices in it. I just kind of took it for what it was and didn't really try to depict it. Again, it's a Netflix movie. It. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie, and he. Um, I, I don't want to give anything else away, but I think it's definitely a good, fun family flick just to throw on on like a Friday night, eat okay. some pizza, and hang out. That sounds good to Maybe me. Some rock cocoa. All right. Well. Oh. I did uh, see Christmas with the Cranks again. I love that movie. Okay. <laughs> oh, I watched the old 2018 The Grinch. Not who the Grinch who stole Christmas with Jim Carrey, the one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Cumberbatch. 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 Yeah. You ever watch that one? No. Not good. Yeah. Not I've good. heard. He's I'm gonna tell voice. you, his voice is weird on the Grinch. It like the whole time bothers you. Yeah. Um, and it's not the same movie, which really threw Michaela for a loop. I'm speaking for her because she doesn't feel well, but like afterwards, that was her biggest thing. Was it wasn't the same movie. And I thought, I also going into it thought like that it was going to just be a renew animation, kind of like, you know, the old Grinch cartoon. I thought they just did better graphics and, and Benedict was like just doing the new voice on it, but it wasn't. There's was actually a totally different plot. And not only is there a different plot, but there's a lot of modern twists on it. Like Cindy Lou, whose mom is a single mom taking care of three kids. Like, it's like. There's a lot of different spins on it that are cool and appropriate and fun, um, but just not, I guess, what I was expecting going in, so it did throw things a little bit. But, I mean, overall, um, I could you, you know it's for a kid. I mean, two and a half out of five, or I guess you could just – I actually put three, but um, – One of those things where a few days later you think about it and you're like, eh. Yeah, I don't know why I even did that high, you know. Um, so, realistically, maybe like a five out of ten or six out of ten on kernels, but eh. – even so, five out of ten. I'm just gonna go with that because I feel like it's just such a eh, movie, such a neutral, not great, not bad. I'll give it right when in the middle. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's there. Well, quickly since we're giving uh, streaming and holiday picks, I watched The Holiday with Jules Coco. I liked that. I can't believe you guys didn't like that. Oh no! Whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't say I didn't like it. The Holiday, the Jack Black, Jude Law, Cameron Diaz. Yeah, I read your review on it. Oh, I what did I say? Oh, your review wasn't very nice. Yeah, it, it ran out of time. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> it wasn't, though. If you oh, read his letterbox, so, it was So, <clears throat> Boyle was, like, saying it's a movie before Netflix. I was saying, like, this idea would work better <laughs> as a Netflix series. You and I misinterpreted each other on ah, that. Ah, okay. Yeah, sure. I, like, not saying, like, they need to go back in time and, like, know, say, like, we need to create people, Netflix. I remember literally sitting there being like, dude, this came out way before Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe not, but you know what I meant. I know what like, you meant, yeah. yeah. before streaming. I, I feel like it would have been better because it would have been fully fleshed out. I feel like they... Worked out half of the movie, and then the other half they kind of like didn't so well, and they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna end it here." Yeah, that makes. But sense. it was a good movie. It was three out of three out of five for me. Five yeah, out of nice uh, six out of ten. Yeah. Uh, Dolomite is my name. I saw Eddie Murphy's really good in that movie. It's a it's a very solid comedy. Yes. It's another 
it's an elevated version of this is a movie. Okay. Because it's uh, all the scenes in it are really fun. It's fun seeing it take place in the seventies. Things happen in this movie, but you don't feel like any kind of like. Uh, Oh, this is like a new angle on this, or you don't feel anything fresh. It's just like a movie that would have done very well in 2006 and would have been in theaters, but now it's on Netflix, and you're like, oh, but th- like it is, it is a great, it's a great Netflix watch. Seven out of ten. So I've watched, attempted to watch that movie three times, and every time I've watched it, I fell asleep. So like the first time I watched, I think like 15 minutes of it, passed out. The second time I watched it, I got an hour and passed out this last time I tried watching it and like I restarted it just a little bit before what I remembered and fell asleep at and then this most recent time I fell asleep with the last like 20 minutes of the movie I was like ah (laughs) like so it was just like for what I saw again like I'll put my letterbox score up and stuff afterwards I don't feel it's fair for me to grade it right now but it was a good movie just to add on to what you were saying and it was it it was enjoyable but again, a movie I think you need to be in the right head frame because I was folding laundry and packing for my trip, so that way I was doing two things at once. And that's probably good because yeah. I felt like to sit down and fully keep your attention on it was tough. Was tough. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah for me, I was able to fold my clothes and do it, and that yeah. so I was like, oh, it's and fun. that makes sense. It's a fine, yeah. fine, fair enough movie. No, Dolomite is my name. So, but it was good, and Eddie Murphy, I thought, did a good performance with it. Um, but it starts too abruptly. That's my only criticism of that movie, is it starts throwing you right into him becoming this persona and not really explaining where he came up with it. It was, I, at least I thought, maybe I missed something, but it was very, like, all of a sudden he just was Dolomite, and it was like... He had that one conversation with the homeless guy. I know. And then but kind of, like, it. started workshopping it. I think they were, I guess, the, if I could... You know, if in a two-hour-plus movie, I think they were like, we got to speed up the part where he kind of like. And it's based this. off an original too. Yeah, it's based off. It's based off this guy's story. There's a documentary about it too. Rudy that, Ray Moore. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say I saw your dad reviewed the original recently. Yeah, he did. He watched yeah. the original. He said that it's funny to watch because like it's it's bad but in a fun way. Okay. Yeah. I almost kind of want to watch it. They they did the thing we like where they have the scenes from the actual movie. In the credits of the movie, mm. so you actually get to see the parts that they recreated, and you're like, "Oh, that's really fun." You like that cool. stuff. Like I love that stuff. Oh, that's all I got. Um, we're gonna try to watch some streaming stuff over the next week before we go see another movie. Let us know what the next movie we're gonna see is. I don't know. It's a busy time right, of year. Irishman. Yeah, we probably gotta watch the Irishman. That's three and a half hours. So Sean Kelly told me it's amazing, and I'm ready for it. We we were just about to start the other day, and I was like, "No, no, no, I'm going to sit." and watch this whole thing through. Now, Lights, Camera, Pod did say you could break this up. The first hour is very slow, they said. Okay. However, I could tell you I watched the first 10 minutes, and you need to focus. Oh. There's a lot to pay attention to. Just because of those character developments of who of um, who Robert De Niro is and stuff, Like, and it's very flashbacky. Like, all of a sudden, they boom, they were back in time to when they first met, and I was like, how did we get here? And I was like, I got to start over. I got to, I'm not, I was trying to fold laundry, actually, and oh. I was like, nope. I need to sit and watch this. And, and I said, Mick, you have to watch this. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because it's an Oscar movie. Like, you already know this is going to be buzzed about and talked about. You need to know what's it's going homework. on. It's homework. Yeah, it, it, honestly. Well, and that's kind of sad about this movie is as excited as I am for the movie, because it's three and a half hours long. This is an Avengers three and a half hours long. This is, uh, I don't know. Um. I don't know why this movie's three and a half long, yeah. so it almost does feel like homework. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. All right. So we'll hopefully see that. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at the BNR Podcast. Follow on Instagram, the Boylan Rollins Podcast. Um, 
it's getting that time of year. So let us know what you want to see, what you're excited to see. Uh, what let's, Santa's bringing you. Yeah, what Santa's bringing you, what holiday movies we're going to talk about. So a lot of stuff on Disney Plus and Netflix. So big thank you to Jules Coco and Michaela for coming on the show um, and joining us. Michaela with your sign language. Jules Coco with your fiery and uh, anger towards Noel. Appreciate it as always. Uh, the Irishman, check it out when it's on streaming. Noel, skip it or put it on while mom's making cookies. I don't care what you do with that movie. Yeah. And uh, move, on. move on with your life. You know what? That's the message of the show. Move on. Move on. All right, bye, everybody. See you. Okay, this is Cookie and... Kristen. And we're walking out of the AMC here in cold Wichita, Kansas. And what movie did we just see? Uh, Ford and Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari, yes, exactly. So um, let me just start off by saying I thought it was a really good movie. Um, and I'm not a racing car kind of guy movie type thing. And... Um, it totally had me. It's definitely the quality of the acting. Um, you know, sometimes he really brings his A-game. And uh, I think in this one he did. Christian Bale, I, I always know he brings his, his A-game. But um, I just, yeah, I just think Matt Damon really brought his A-game. And he really made me believe it. I think that last scene sealed the deal for me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, excellent acting. Um, I just, you know, it's not... I mean, obviously, the racing scenes always, you know, that danger gets me and I get nervous and, oh, my God, they're going so fast. Seeing as we have ridden in race cars. That is true. So we know how fast and how scary that is. That is true. So. We went 160 miles per hour down in Charlotte, so it's, uh, it's pretty scary. Yeah. But uh, overall, I know you're cold and you want to get in the car, but before it gets hooked up to the car... I'm going to give this movie uh, seven and a half stars. Okay. Seven and a half kernels. I will give it a, a seven. Seven. All right. Well, you heard it here first. I know you guys reviewed it, but uh, we just want to give our two cents. Take care.